Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do in our days, but all too often it gets drowned out by the noise around us. But what if the noise in our earbuds could help us tune out the noise of the world and instead tune in to our most important conversation? That's why we're here, to bring you inspiring conversations, practical how-tos, and guided prayers to help you pray like you never thought possible. I'm Valerie Warner, and this is Prayer in a Noisy World. Guys, thank y'all so much for joining us today. Today, I am talking to Alicia Michelle, and um, Alicia, I'm just so excited to have you here for this conversation. Yay, thank you. I'm glad to talk to you about this today. Yes. So Alicia is an expert. Uh, You are technically a neuro coach, which I would love to hear just background on what you do and more about that title as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So I am Alicia Michelle. I am a neuro coach and a Bible teacher. I work online at vibrantchristianliving.com. And a neuro coach is just a fancy term for someone who's been trained in understanding how our brain processes our thoughts and then how we can use those thoughts to create the actions that we desire. And in our case, how to grow closer to God, how to live for God. So my passion in using that training is to equip women with the tools to know how to renew their minds with both biblical truth and with brain science. So I love being able to connect those Mm -hmm. two together for women. It's not just doing one or the other. And I I feel like there's this this space in the Christian world for both. And so it's awesome to be able to give women those kind of tools. I do that through a podcast called the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. Uh, My course is called the Christian Mindset Makeover. And yeah, so I love being able to help women in this way and uh, find true freedom and confidence in renewing their thoughts. Yeah. And I I mean, I think about just you know, in our world, we, and I feel like I'm teaching this to my girls, you know, you cannot control your, your circumstances, but you can control how you see it. This is just something that if we can nail this down and I say nail this down, but you know what I mean? Like if we can learn this, we, it will literally transform our life. No matter if we're going through the hardest year as a nation or whatever, we are going to be able to experience something different. So I know I'm excited to dive in. Um, our audience is ready for this conversation. Um, with the word affirmations, we shared a blog post years ago on this topic. Um, it is the most searched because I think we all mm. want to know how to talk to ourselves in a different way that will yeah. change the way we see we, and we think. And um, I just love how this comes together with prayer. So before we dive yeah. into all that, I would just love to hear what does your daily prayer or what does your prayer routine look like right now? I think that prayer is conversation. So prayer for me kind of has formal aspects to it, but it also has the informal. So Mm -hmm. I do have specific times of day where I pray in the morning when I do my quiet time, I always start with prayer and I like to journal a lot. And a lot of times my prayers come out in journaling and I'll have um, a conversation like I'll, I'll write what I feel the Lord is saying, and then I'll respond back and forth through a prayer. So that's probably my favorite way to pray. Mm -hmm. But then Prayer just happens throughout the day, as you know. Uh, I was thinking about that this morning. As I drive to school every morning to drop my kids off, there is a place in we live in a in a rural area, and there's kind of some windy roads we have to take to get to school. There's a place in this road where earlier this year my son was in a car accident, and there's a huge rock right there. 
he hit the rock instead of going over into the ditch below. And so every morning when I pass by that, I really feel like it's God's reminder to me to, I just thank him for that rock. I thank you, God, for this rock that wow. saved my son, you know? So it's just, yeah. I think that's kind of an extreme example, but I thought of that like every day, just, I think prayer is just seeing and recognizing God around in the world with you. And if you see him at work and, and things like that, thanking him for it, but also just going to him when the little bumps come or the big bumps come and you're just continuing that conversation throughout the day. So yes, there are formal times, but mm-hmm. my favorite often are those informal moments when you, you realize you really are in a relationship with God. You really are in a friendship with him and he's there for you and you're there for him to just have conversation back and forth. Yeah. So, so does that happen in a, like, do do you pray out loud when those are like the on the go, like the times that are not like sitting in a journal, do you pray out loud? Do you, um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> I think it depends. <laughs> I think it depends on the situation. If no one else is around, I typically will pray out loud. If I'm with other people or just kind of, I'm in the middle of something, I will mm-hmm. pray and stop and pray in my head. So just kind of whenever God brings it to mind, like there's certain situations happening today that are very time sensitive to our day, specifically today, that I've been, I felt God bring it to mind a couple of times. And every time he does, I I stop and I just take a second mentally to thank him for Mm -hmm. that situation and, and thank him for his hand in it and that he is going to do good things through it. And that's it. And then I just move on, you know? So just, I think it's being sensitive. Like so much of what our thoughts, dealing with our thoughts, we always talk about, it starts with acknowledging what is there and being aware and noticing. And so just noticing what we're feeling, what we're going through and, and being quick to turn to Christ and talk to him about it and thank him for it or whatever it is, is really kind of, it sounds simple, but that's just, that's what I like to keep it simple with prayer. Yeah, no, yeah, no. That's always um whenever I ask about like, you know, praying out loud, it's it's always different because um th- yeah, there are moments where it's like you we're going to pray in our head just because that's just a, mo- a more natural like quiet response, but then there are times where you um can't focus or mm-hmm. you just need that energy of what it brings to pray out loud. So it is, um, it's just cool that we have so many different ways to commune with the Lord and it right. is not this, um, it's not in a box, it, you know, like obviously there's limits, like we, we don't need to get into like weird, um, sure. things that <laughs> other religions get into, but the, within Christianity, there are ways that we could talk to God, um, and be creative about it. So, um, let's dive into affirmations. I know I've loved listening to your podcast and, um, you you recently shared one about brain priming and how this is different from affirmations. So, Mm -hmm. um, I know I've, I've talked about, this is like this week we're talking about affirmations, but we're actually going to talk about how this is different than that. But I think it's (laughs) just the word people know, so we'll use it, but let's talk about that. Tell us about brain priming and what that means. Okay. So brain priming. Brain priming is a brain science sort of term that simply means preparing our brain for what we want it to think about. So before Mm -hmm. we dive into that, let me explain a little bit about about how our brain works. So we have, just to kind of make it really simple, two areas of our brain that deal with our thoughts mainly. We can label one the prefrontal cortex, which is our logical center of the brain. That's the area right behind your forehead. And then the subconscious mind, which you may have heard of the amygdala, other Mm -hmm. structures like that are inside the subconscious mind. So the purpose of the brain always, number one, is to keep us alive and to keep us safe. 
So the brain is very smart in how it uses energy. And one of the ways it keeps our energy use efficient is that it streamlines everything. So that's the role in this case of the subconscious mind. A subconscious mind's job is to take whatever is happening and streamline it into what we like to call soundtracks. So in this case, like for example, if we were to ride a bike, we we don't have to learn how to ride a bike over and over because our brain has learned that through muscle memory, through balance, all these things. And it it has a program that it runs. It's like you sit down on a bike, so, you know, program, so to speak. It's all chemical reactions, but it's that. And it learns, it just knows how to do it. We don't have to physically think about it. That same kind of efficiency, like a supercomputer that doesn't really know right from wrong, but that it just runs a program, that is in effect with some of our core identity beliefs, specifically around the three big questions that our brain answers around identity, which is, am I loved, am I enough, and am I worthy? So our brain has answered that question subconsciously based on our experiences and what has happened to us and how we've responded to them based with usually by age 13 that has been answered subconsciously. So we learn, okay, I feel worthy when whatever that is, I'm affirmed when I do well in school, when boys like me, whatever that is, when I look a certain weight or I feel a certain way about my body. And so when that is running, whatever that is, that is going to be dominant over what the prefrontal cortex logical mind says in the moment. So if this is why so many women in the Christian world get stuck when they say, well, I've heard God loves me, like God loves you. I've heard that a thousand times in church, but mm-hmm. why don't I believe it? Why don't I operate from it? It's because there are subconscious beliefs, a subconscious story or a soundtrack that is different on what it means to be loved than what that statement is that you're hearing about Jesus loves me. There's some kind of dissonance, cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. happening in your brain. And so what we love to do in like in the Christian Mindset Makeover or just what I love to do in coaching is to be able to help women understand what is that, what is that story? What is that soundtrack? And getting to the root of that so that we can do what's called brain priming, where we are literally We've identified that story and we are pruning away the synapses. We're pruning away the, the, the soundtrack, the old soundtrack that we no longer that's no longer serving us. Because at the time it helped us to be able to achieve for whatever reason. But now we're like, that's not really how I want to live my life anymore. So we're pruning that away and we're creating a new soundtrack that has the belief, the promises of God that we want to have pruned in there. And this process is called brain priming. So there's specific things we do over a period of 67 days to create, to remove the old soundtrack and create the new one. So here's why brain priming is different from affirmations. That process of removing the old soundtrack has to be done in order for there to be that lasting change. Because otherwise, like we said before, you are just going to be putting in this new thought, this new word, and it's going to be bouncing off the subconscious mind every single time. If you don't remove that soundtrack that's really running the show, you're just band-aiding it. You're just, it's, it might feel nice in the moment, but you're not going to affect the brain long-term because the brain, every time it comes to that situation, it's going to say, okay, do I take point A or take point B? I'm going to go point A because that's what the subconscious mind always says every time. So unless the patterns change subconsciously, there's not going to be lasting change, no matter how much affirmations happen. Mm -hmm. And the difference between brain primary and affirmations too, is that affirmations are general statements A brain priming is something that is very specific to address the core broken soundtrack that you have, 
and to build back in what you need to hear. So there are things like you might have, we, maybe we both have issues around um, how we heard being enough how we had to be enough. But even though we both may have had have that as a as a broken soundtrack issue, the things that I need to have removed are a little different from the things that you do and the things I need to hear are a little different than yours. So it's very customized mm-hmm. to what you need versus affirmations often are very general and blanketed um and but and they don't dig deep to remove the negative thought that's there. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. So how like if somebody's listening and they're thinking, okay, I know that the in my mind, the affirmations is things that we say, how do you remove something? Like, what does that process actually look like? Um, because it sounds like it's not something you're just going to say to replace it. You're, you're removing something. So what does that actually look like? Yeah. So in the mindset makeover, we take you through a very specific process to identify first what it is. We try to go as deep as we can to bring, bring it back all the way down to those three questions. What am I loved? Am I not worthy? And am I enough? What, how have those been answered? And we need to first be able to go through a a lot of different self-reflective exercises and questions around things that maybe we've held on to beliefs about ourselves, about others, things that we need to own, you know, all these things that we need, maybe we need to repent. But we, we get to this place where we, we are seeing kind of the situation. So we need to identify what that really is. And then it's important in that process to not, to not, to not dismiss it and be mad at ourselves for having those thoughts, mm-hmm. yeah. but to acknowledge them and to say, it makes sense why I feel this way. It totally makes sense why I'm, I'm, I'm hurting, why, I'm, why I respond in anger about this, because look at the story that I've been telling myself. So part of that brain priming process is being able to make that connection. I, I like that yeah. to think of that part of the priming is like acknowledging it. Like you're not crazy. It makes sense why you feel this way. And so that it kind of calms down that initial response of like the brain just trying to protect itself more and more and more when we tell ourselves, stop thinking like this, just stop being this way, you know, which often is how we attack it. But when we, when we look at it from a compassionate understanding perspective, then it's like we can get in the back door and relax into, okay, I'm understood for this. And then we can identify, well, what's true and what's not true. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we can say, well, based on that, what do I want to believe? Where, where do I want to dwell? It may be true that this situation still exists or that this person hurt me or all these things, but how do I want to respond to it? Like you started off talking about your daughters, how you had said, I want them to be able to, to have a different perspective on life. No matter what happens to me, I can, I can get through it. It's like, we can still have, and that's what I love about brain priming and going through this process is that we're not negating the fact that it's painful. We're not negating right. that it's really there. We're saying that, yeah, it makes sense. And guess what? That's how God deals with us. He doesn't just remove our pain. He doesn't just get mad at us for, for continuing to have the same issues. He's, he's sitting there going, I understand why this is so hard. I love you. I want to help you through this and I'm listening and I care. So Brain priming itself is creating this script that that helps answer that that sort of dialogue that needs to happen. The acknowledging, mm-hmm. the discerning what's right and true and what's not true and deciding where we want to stand in that. It often includes uh, statements that are about just stating who we are in Christ. It can include scriptures. But um, I have a specific template that I lead ladies through because I found that it's just – it has to be custom for each person, but – 
a lot of times we need some sort of template to follow, right? To help us and in, in creating yeah. it. So that, that helps in creating it. And then this is something that you, once you have re, re, written this and created it, you listen to this twice a day for 67 days. So you listen to it. I gotcha. listen to it first, first thing in the morning and, and then the evening. Those are the times when the subconscious mind is the most open to receiving new information. So that's what I literally get out of bed, put my headphones in and just listen to it. And so makes it super simple. You don't have to like plan it in your day to listen to your brain priming. You just do it. And then right before I go to bed, put my headphones in, listen to it, and then go to sleep. And you don't have to actively be sitting there concentrating on it. It's something because it's played over and over. It's something that your subconscious mind learns to streamline. And so we've shown, again, in brain science that day 63 to day 67, that's about the amount of time it takes for those old synapses to be pruned away and the new synapses with the new soundtrack to be built in its place over it. That's the amount of time it takes for the brain to decide to take that route and have the other part move away. Because that's what's beautiful about the brain is if we don't use something, we lose it. So if we are not mm-hmm. using that old soundtrack, the brain again in insufficiency is going, oh, okay, then we're going to get rid of this to make space for something else. The brain is very plastic. They talk about brain plasticity, meaning it's always changing. It's always moving. It's every thought we have is remaking our brain. We're never the same. Our brain's never the same in a given moment as it was even five minutes ago. It's always being changed. So how do we want to change our brain is up to us, but this is a great process to do that on a deeper level. And we talk about that in the makeover, but we also talk about like how to deal with stuff in the moment. That's a, that's a different conversation, but this, when we do this deep work, we find that we have a different response in the moment. Stuff just kind of gets solved and figured out in a, in a way on a root level than trying to just always trim off the leaves at the top, which is what I think an affirmation does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it sounds like, you know, just in differentiating those two things, the mm-hmm. brain priming involves an awareness that, um, you know, figuring out the why it happens and everything like that, but that awareness changes so much. It seems like a, a very simple thing, but I know, you know, even with both of the books that I've written, um, Grumpy Mom and then Pray Confidently and Consistently, a lot of the things that I'm sharing in the book, it's like, you know, this is going to change you not just because you're going to have to put this, a big thing into practice, but because you're going to be, once you're aware of something, it's going to make it like, it's, it's going to open it up to more growth, um, in a quicker way. So if we are not aware, if we're trying to say these things and like you said, just, I don't want to say put lipstick on a pig, but like try to, um, <laughs> to just cover something up. It it's, it doesn't feel like it will go very far or it will be very yeah. superficial. Um, yeah. and I, I thought about Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I think, I think that's what it where like the first step is just acknowledging it. And yes. if you can't do that, then you can't change it. So, right. Um, that makes sense. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to say too, what you were talking about that. It made me think that when we, when we do that of, of affirmation, I think for a long time before I learned about the brain, I I just, I didn't believe it. And that's the, that was the biggest obstacle that I had. And I think that's one of the, the greatest blessings of doing brain priming in the way that we teach it is that I just, I was like, you can listen to someone saying, you're so pretty, you're accomplished, you're strong, like all of these things. And you're thinking, no, I'm not no, I'm not like, why? I don't believe that. Like I've had this failure and then I did this and we can sit there and argue with ourselves Yeah. versus when you create I mean, and it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't come in and doesn't sink in versus a brain priming. That's like, it makes sense why I feel like I'm not loved because 
people have hurt me in my past and I've been disappointed by people. But the truth is, you know, and so you're acknowledging it. You're, you, you hit that straight up. Like, I'm not just going to tell you that you love, like you're lovable and you're awesome. That's not, that's not it. I need to understand why I don't feel that way first. It's like a bridge that allows mm-hmm. you to get in the door to, to be able to believe it. And that's the difference is you need to believe it. Otherwise it's just bouncing off the walls. So that's a huge part of it too. Yeah. Hi guys. If you are enjoying this episode, I've got a hunch you realize how important prayer is for our lives. What if we got to give an intentional gift this holiday season to our loved ones that helped them grow in their prayer life and impact them the whole year through? We've been blown away to see how many people gift our Valmarie Paper prayer journals, but more than that, we're blown away by the new customers we get later who say they received one of the prayer journals as a gift for Christmas, and it was their favorite gift of the season. For as low as $15, we take that as a high compliment. Grab your list of people you're shopping for this season and head to our shop at valmariepaper.com to see if you can find the perfect gift. We've got journals for your besties, mother-in-law, kids' teachers, friends who are expecting, nieces and nephews, husband, and more. And don't forget to use our code NOISYWORLD for 20% off when you order three or more products. Head to our shop at valmariepaper.com. Now back to my conversation with Lindsay. Well, okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. So okay. is there like for somebody who is, and just so you guys know, I am actually going to be going through this course as well. I'm super excited for um, this. Even hearing you talk, I just feel like the thought that the negative thoughts that I have that keep replaying the idea that I can be, I can change those is just so exciting. So, mm. um, I'm excited to dive more into that. Um, yeah. so for anybody who's like, can you give us a taste of like a, not a little exercise, but just something that where they would kind of understand like what, what you would go through something like, um, I guess I'm trying to say like, like a small win today that would kind of like help them know what they could expect or, mm-hmm. um, what that would be like. And again, sure. that's a big question. And yeah, I know, no, it's, good. This is that it's not like that. It takes time. But, um, if there's anything that you can think of a part of that. Yes. Sure. So the, the one thing that I, I find that ladies really latch onto is this concept that I call ADD and it's not ADD. Like you think of yeah. psychologically, it's, um, a, a three-step process that I teach that helps women in the moment know how to handle a difficult emotion. And if you step back and take a 30,000 view of brain priming, mm-hmm. it is a form of this ADD model And when, we're, when we create the brain priming. So ADD simply is acknowledging, discerning, and deciding. And we talk about how our minds are... We, we, we are the only creatures in the world who have the ability to have a brain and a mind. And the difference between the two is that a brain functions, keeps the body alive and survives. But we have a mind to analyze what happens in our brains. So we're the only creatures who can do that. And that's a gift. So we get to decide what we think about. We get to determine, you know, everything that comes in my brain is not something I have to let yeah. sit there. Yeah. And that freedom alone, it's just, is incredible. So we talk about this from the, the viewpoint of an air traffic controller. So an air traffic controller is somebody who sits in an airport and there are planes that can, that can land 
anytime they want, but the air traffic controller has to decide whether they will or won't. I mean, a plane can physically land, but the air traffic controller is the one that says, nope, that's not good, or yes, you can at this time on this runway. Same thing with our thoughts. We get to decide, I'm the air traffic controller of, our, of my mind. I may have a thought that seems really like, oh, wow, that's mean or, or whatever, but I get to decide if I'm going to dwell in it, if I'm going to let it land. I can still have it and I'm still going to have it. There is no magic bullet that's going to remove these thoughts from happening because often when they happen, it's the amygdala firing and it's protecting us from, it's a fear-based thought and that's part of our survival. So that's not bad. But if it keeps us in a state of fear, if it keeps us from doing God's will, then yeah, we need to learn how to manage it. So what I can help even today, a simple practice um, and we do talk about this in a free training that I offer, um, a workshop on tr- transforming your thoughts to transform your mind. But we talk about ADD, and that is when a thought comes in, we can simply say, we can acknowledge it first by saying, okay, I, I see that this is happening. It makes sense why I'm feeling like this. It makes sense why I want to respond like this. And then discern is the next step. So deciding, well, what's true about that? You know? It, it is true that um, this is happening, and I, you know, have a right to feel that way. But it's also not true that God is not in control, that God can't handle it, that God, or whatever the answer is, and then decide. Okay, based on that information. I'm going to choose to believe this. I'm going to choose to operate from this. But we've gone through the full circle of emotions at that point. We've acknowledged that it's real. We're not crazy for feeling like this. We're yeah. seeing what's true, what's not true. And then we're taking the control back to say, yeah, even though I feel like this, I'm going to decide that this is where I'm going to be. And it gets easier to get to that point the more we practice this, and especially the more you do brain priming and that underlying work is done. But you're able to, to move away from the amygdala and that, that fight or flight response, that we're, we're survival kind of mode, and we're able to move more towards the prefrontal cortex, logical mind, the more we practice it. It gets easier to transition the um, there's there's different parts of the brain too that, that help with transitioning between those two. And it's again, it's like a muscle. The more we can do that, it's easier to to go into the logical mind to have that kind of response. But that's a simple step. So yeah. acknowledge, discern, and decide. It's something you can do in the moment. And we even talk about that as um when dealing with in the moment things, we talk about the bouncer, like um, is another way to think of the air traffic controller. Like we set up a fence around these thoughts that we're protecting after we go through brain priming. And we decide, all right, at the entrance to that fence is a bouncer. So you get to decide, the bouncer decides who's staying and who's not staying. And there might be certain statements that for things that come up all the time that you we give you little bouncer cards, right? So you can write down, this is my statement when this comes up, like again, and it follows ADD throughout there. Just a simple yeah. two or three sentence thing that you get used to starting. Once you start doing this, it gets really easy to start getting into that mode of, of answering mm-hmm. it and it deflects it. So again, our goal is not to get rid of these things and to not to promise that we're going to get rid of these things because we're not, but we're giving you tools to manage it so that when it comes, like you said, when the hard times come, we know what to do and to not just be thrown around by every wave. We mm-hmm. can decide this is what I'm going to be. This is who I am in Christ. I'm going to stand on that. So I yeah. feel like once we learn these tools, it's it's huge. It's huge. It's so powerful. I, I love this so much. So if my first thought was, this is literally just learning how to take your thoughts captive. Yeah. Um, but then even like going through the three, like acknowledging, um, and I'm actually like taking notes, but um, when acknowledging 
and looking at like, okay, this is why this is happening, or it makes sense that this is happening. So many times with our thoughts, when we have these negative thoughts, we feel guilty for them. Yes. And then if you feel guilty or feel like, oh, I'm not supposed, I shouldn't be feeling like this. Yes. You don't work your way out of it. You go sit on the couch and eat ice cream and yes. Yeah. So like how just accepting it and saying like, this makes sense. You're not crazy can Mm -hmm. help you like work past it. Like you're not, you're no longer having to defend. uh, I don't know. Like just, it just seems like a quick way of just saying like, okay, you've had it now let's deal with it. And then Mm -hmm. the discerning, figuring out what is true. Like, um, you said it earlier, like not every thought that comes in your head is true. And that's something, um, I've been talking to a counselor recently and that was something that we've talked about. Like you have, mm. if you, once you know that you will start analyzing your thoughts better and not just letting them in and then deciding, like knowing that you have power to yeah. decide is so huge. And so much of what we do can just happen. We feel like it happens to us, but we just knowing like, it's just a very empowering feeling to know that I can't, I have control over this. And scripture tells us that, that tells us to take yeah. thoughts captive, but this is just a very practical thing that I think will help people. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to make a point to try this today just as things Sweet. come up because I love it's it. very effective. It, it is. And, and just to, to onto your point and talking about prayer and connecting with God, yeah. that is where the, I mean, that, what we just talked about, a lot of that is brain science. And the good thing about brain science and scripture always is that scripture confirms what we discover in science. It's just mm-hmm. amazing how that works, right? It's God's word. So <laughs> we can, we can see it happening when we look at brain science. We can, we can see that's true. Like you said, taking every thought captive, focusing on what's right and true and pure and lovely from Philippians 4, those kinds of verses. Yet it becomes much easier to do a process like ADD when we are connected in a powerful, intimate way with Christ every single day. When we hear his word, we know his truth. It is so much easier to know truth from lies. It is so much easier to be able to say, okay, but God is, okay, that's true, but this is God, right? This is who I know God to be. And so the truth of scripture, being grounded in God every day, that is the undergirding complement to all of this, right? We, we, that is what gives us the ability to, to be able to, to move through something like ADD mm-hmm. much more effect- effectively. Because when we step away from God's word and we start to dwell on our own thoughts, that's going to shape how we respond to any situation. So if we are not letting God's word be our plumb line, which is one of the first weeks we talk about um, God's word as our plumb line, in all of these areas and deciding this is the truth and how have I maybe veered off that a little bit in some of these areas, figuring that out first before we go any further, that's so important because that's going to keep us knowing how to answer that question when it comes every single time. So we have to have that too. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, I know, and I haven't practiced the brain priming. I've been doing affirmations and stuff, but I know even whenever I do that, part of it is like you said, you don't necessarily believe it, Mm -hmm, (laughs) but mm -hmm. there, a lot of times it's not affirmations that I'm doing, but more like prayers of, of asking for this to be true in my life. Or like one of mine is I am not a hypochondriac or, Mm -hmm. or my identity is not my, I don't know how to say it. Like my identity is not hypochondria or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, the point is, 
that's something that is hard for me to believe some days, but I, it, it, it becomes a prayer because, because I have to pray about it because I can't do it in my, in my Mm. own strength. So yeah, if there's any more you can talk about, like, yeah. What prayer looks like with this? I would love to yeah. hear. Yeah, no, I love that you said that because that is the number one thing I want you to hear from this, ladies, is that we have tools. God has given us the ability to to know what to do, to how to respond, but the ultimate healing is in Christ. This mm-hmm. is the hardest part for ladies like you and I, Val, who are strong, capable, hardworking, goal-oriented kind of people, mm-hmm. like we, we're we like, we can get in there and we can do it. Like, And I'm guessing that's a lot of your listeners too. That's like, we know yeah. how to do these things. That's the hardest part. One of the lessons we talk about in the makeover is on surrender. And we have to get to a point when managing our thoughts come in and in, in releasing so much to Christ, deciding what is mine to own, what is not mine to own. What do I need to let go of? Because so yeah. so, many, so often we just spin and spin and spin and spin in things that we have no control over. We have no ability to manage. Um, for example, with me, I have three teens. One of them now lives out of the house. Today actually happens to be his 19th birthday. So oh, I'm cool. happy to talk to see him today. But it <laughs> if you're not at that stage yet, you'll you'll learn quickly that having teens is one of the, um, one of the most, uh, biggest lessons in not being able to control because you yeah. think all of these years you're like, okay, sit down, eat your vegetables. Like, this is what we do. Like you just, they follow your rules and they do your thing. And then they come to a stage where I can't decide for you what you're going to do. Or I, I sure I could, I could sit there and, and drive you to school every day and, and, you know, watch everything you do in class and, and make every decision for you. But that's you know obviously impractical, but it's also not helpful to you. So there is this this letting go and hands off trust that you're still there. You're still there to catch them if they fall. But oh my word, this the the responsibility aspect. Like I'm not responsible for the decisions that you make on this and this and this. This is I can't I can't change that. So again, going back to what we we're talking about, that that we there are some things we just have to let go, and prayer is that is that letting go. It's that acknowledging, yeah. I hate this. I don't understand why it's happening. I don't, I don't understand it, God. Um, that's the Psalms are all about that. I, I don't yeah. like this, but you are, but here's who you are. Here's who, here's what you've crafted me and give made me as, and here's what you've given me as it's what I'm in control of. And so this is what I'm going to continue to believe and continue to trust. And this is how I'm going to stand. And so a lot of that work, even though we have the tools, like I said, it un- is undergirded by this relationship with God through honest prayer, through honest connection with Him. So that's why the, 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 the course, we have a Bible study that goes through it. We talked about character traits that help with a healthy mindset. And we definitely include speaking about a relationship with God throughout it, because that is, he's the one who can show us what these, what these mindsets are. He's the one who's going to guide us through the healing of it. He's the one who does the healing. We cannot heal ourselves through any of this. We can put ourselves in a place where he can do the healing, but he has to be the one to bring the healing. And we have to wait for that often. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's so good. I love that. I love, (laughs) um, Again, I'm excited to dive in more to this and um, just reframe some of the thoughts that I've had. I am naturally a melancholy personality, so mm-hmm. I can I definitely just veer that way. And even seeing it in my girls, like um, they'll complain about certain things, and I'm like, I know they learned that from me. So, like, I just feel like the 
learning this myself will, um, impact our whole house. And I'm, I'm yeah. excited about that. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, let's switch gears. I want to hear what are some of your biggest answered prayers that you have experienced in your life? Oh and my word. I say that and <laughs> it doesn't have to be huge. I know sometimes I give examples of just smaller ones that are just fresh in my mind. So, um, yeah. The ones that just, you know, they were clear. They were, there was no like, oh, maybe it was a coincidence. It was just like, no, mm. this is God. Okay. Well, that is such an interesting question because one happened this week for us. Oh, yeah. So um, my husband was laid off due to COVID um, 15 oh. months ago. And we had walked through an extended time of unemployment that was 18 months long. And that was three years before. And so when he got laid off, again, it was like, oh my word, what is this about? Like, we've done this lesson, God. Like, do we really have to walk through this again? And yeah, so we went through this, the last 15 months have been this journey of trusting. I mean, we got into a, 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 that posture of, God, you're our provider. God, you will take care of us. God, you're everything. We learned that last time, right, God? So we're in this posture. It was a lot easier to get into that posture. But this time, the question came up of, do we want to move? Um out of state. And we had had that question come up last time, but this time it was like, no, I really feel like he's leading us to move out of state. A lot of our family have moved to another state. I live in Southern California. A lot of Californians are leaving California right mm -hmm. now. So it's, yeah. and we've been wanting to leave for a while. So we, um, last earlier this year in the summer, we put our house in the market and it was during that time when houses were just selling like hotcakes, like okay, in a day, my mom's house sold in 12 hours. I mean, it was something ridiculous, yeah. just selling so fast, selling really high. And we're like, this is the time. This is the time we can buy something just outright in this other state. It'll be really great. So we did it. And our house sat on the market for four weeks and didn't sell. And we were like, wait, wait, we, we heard from you, God. You want us to move. Our house is really nice. Like there's all this and this and this. Like why is this house not selling? And even the realtor is like, I don't understand why this house isn't selling. And we got to a point where we said, okay, we're going to have to take our house off the market because we have a senior in high school this year. I did not, the school starts super early in this other state and the offers we were getting, it was going to have us move in like November. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, we can't do that to him. And we can't, we, we just won't do that to him his senior year and all of that. And he plays water polo and that's a fall sport. All these things We're like this, okay, we'll take it off the market. Like, I have no idea what you're doing, God, but whatever. We'll, we'll reevaluate it next spring. So my husband has been interviewing and interviewing and interviewing. And so many times these interviews have just been like, I mean, all of them are like seven interviews in the process. He'll get to the seventh interview. And then they're like, yeah, we just decided to hire internally. I mean, it just doesn't oh, yeah. make sense. Like all of yeah. these things were like, Lord. So finally this week on Wednesday, he was given a job offer. And so we were like, oh my gosh, we're so excited. We're so excited about it. Yeah. And this job, all the, like 90% of the jobs that he's been interviewing for are jobs that he could live anywhere we wanted. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, in yeah. the South, because I mean, in, in, in this Southwest, it'd be more of like a regional area. But this one, he's required to live here. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> and it's a it's a great job. It's it's a great job. But we're like, okay, so that question has been answered. Like, you clearly want us to stay here, and then, and throughout this time, God has like confirmed some really great new schools our kids are at. Like, some other issues that had been causing us to want to leave have been solved, and we're like, oh, okay, yeah. that's interesting. But this week, 
that happened on Wednesday. And then yesterday, um, we started getting all of these calls from all of these realtors. And we're like, what in the world? Well, we remembered our realtor telling us that after a certain amount of time, after you take your house off the market, your house, you no longer have to work with that. You're not under contract with that realtor that you were with. And your house now becomes open market to anybody else who you could work with. So all these realtors are calling going, oh, are you still interested in selling your house? Oh, are you still wanting to move? And we if you had asked us that question maybe a week before, we would have been like, well, I don't know, maybe in the spring. But because this decision had been answered that day before with this job, and we, again, it was just kind of a confirmation of other things, we're like, no, the answer is no. The answer yeah. is no. Like to all these people. So it was just, it's just crazy how God works. Like, why wouldn't you want us to do this? But clearly there is a there is a reason. And so that that was a big one just this week that um that we have had answered and and work out in a really cool way that we weren't yeah. expecting. We wouldn't have expected to be staying here, but that's God's plan. So here we are. I I, I just think that's really cool to hear because you because so many times there it does feel like oh the the answer to prayer is never to stay. You know, like yes. often it's like oh well, of course God wants us to go somewhere and do yeah. something hard and challenging. And I yeah. know staying will have its own challenges, but. It is interesting when that happens and you're just like, really, we, even when we expect the unexpected, God is still yes. doing something totally different, which is, you know, it's Isn't just, crazy? it's fun to be, this, this should be a reminder of why it's fun to pray and it's fun to follow God and to not make yeah. our own plans because yeah. his ways are just unexpected, unexpected and you can just I get love, to see that he's real. <laughs> yes, I love that you said fun because that that has made a big difference for us too in this process. Was like just first of all operating from the foundation that God is good, that He loves us, that there's that, that He's not trying to hurt us. That all of us, all of this is is for our good, and He is taking care of us. He will provide for us if that's solved. Right then, you can relax into okay. Well, this is going to be interesting. This is fun. Like oh. Well, all right. Um, a friend of mine was talking about the story behind people say chasing the Holy Spirit's like chasing the wild goose, like a wild goose chase. That literally that phrase came from chasing, learning to follow God. And so oh. I thought, well, that's so interesting, right? Yeah. Um, so this the fun. The, if we can relax into that that foundation being settled again, going back to brain priming, like once that's settled, then it becomes so much easier to just go on with the flow with the Lord and let yeah. him do what he's going to do. Cause you're like, no, but I know in my heart, this is all settled. I know I'm loved. I know I'm enough. I know he's taking care of me and he's good. So if that's true, then I'm operating from a different standpoint of what if, what if, what if, what if, and those what ifs still come, but you can, you can get rid of them pretty quickly when yeah. you have a different foundation that you're coming from. Yeah. No, we, um, I have a part in the book where I talk about just the idea of like when, if you've ever gone on a trip where you are not in charge, you know, like, yes. <laughs> you like to be in charge a lot, but if, if you get, if you know, like I'm not supposed to be planning any of this, somebody else is doing it. It's you enjoy it in a totally different yes. way. So, so it's kind of like yeah. that with God. Like, if you trust who's planning your trip and you can, you can kind of just sit back and not feel like you need to white knuckle anything. Um, right. So, yeah. 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 Well, um, okay. So I would love to hear, um, what ways, do you long to keep growing in your prayer life? And I love this question because it is a reminder that no matter how um, much we've developed our faith and grown in our prayer life, there's always more room. And and that's an exciting thing to me, but I think it's fun to hear what, what other people's answers are for this. Hmm. 
I think a couple of things. I always want to make sure that I'm coming to God honestly. So I want to make sure that I take the time to, that I, I work on making myself stop to listen before I just rush into my list of -hmm. things that I'm talking to God about, but to say, really search me, know me. Are there things in me that I need to repent of? Are there things that, that I need to really acknowledge that this is my, this is something I need to deal with and to always be aware of that. So that's something I feel like I want to, to grow in that area. And just being willing to listen to God, like being willing to sit in the stillness and to wait for that response, I think is always a challenge, something we always mm-hmm. can work on. So yeah. those two things I think would be the things I would, I'm always trying to to make sure that I'm doing in prayer and, and growing in. Yeah. No, I love that. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Now, we'll, before we have you close us in prayer, would you tell everybody where they can find more about you and um, uh, about this course too? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Yeah, so you can find out more about me at vibrantchristianliving.com. The podcast is the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. You can listen to it on the website itself or on any place where podcasts you listen to them. And the course itself is called the Christian Mindset Makeover. You can find that at the site or I have a free training that teaches you more about like ADD, some of the things that we talked about, more about your brain and gives you a basic foundation of of what Christian Mindset Makeover is all about. So you can go to that free workshop at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind, and you can sign up. We just started a whole bunch of other new times to have in there for the workshop. So go in there and pick a time that works for you. And um, I would love to have you in the makeover if that's something that resonates with you. I just, like I said, I feel like this is a a life skill that I wish Mm -hmm. we could just somehow infuse into our spirit at birth. But um, it, it is it's a beautiful journey to go on to be able to see what is it that, that God needs to teach me to get to this place and how how can I grow in this area and what are the skills and God God is just so good to, to guide us through that whole process but yeah I would love to work with you and so the best way to do that is at that free training it's vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind yes well thank you so much Alicia and thank you um, yes close us in prayer. Yes. Thank you so much. Father, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to know you, Lord, Mm -hmm. that it is such a gift to be able to exist in this world, to be alive, but then to know that we are led by you, the, the great creator, the one who made us, the one who orchestrates our days, the one who has our good intentions all figured out and, and, and knows how to make what we need happen versus just what we want. And that it's all done in love, that you're a God who isn't out to avenge us, to be mad at us, but you're a God who is there to protect and to love and to guide, to show us what it means to live a full life. So Father, I pray that these friends here listening would, first of all, just know you in that way. They would know that they are cared for by you, that they are loved by you, and you would draw them closer to you. They would be able to see that the circumstances they're going through, those difficulties, they would be able to see them as opportunities to be able to lean into you, to to let go of what they're challenged by and what's frustrating and to give it to you, to trust you with it. Father, I pray that um, you would continue just to help us grow in our thoughts and to to be able to let go of those things that we want to hold on to, but to be able to welcome in the thoughts that you have for us and to be able to build the thought life that honors you 
so that we can become children truly who reflect you, children truly who are the light in this world. God, our world so needs your light and we pray that we could be that light in whatever way you see fit for our individual lives. So Father, come in, change us, show us what needs to be changed in order to grow and to be who we need to be for you, Father. Um, I thank you again for this conversation and for the, everyone listening. We love you, Jesus, so much. It's in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here, Alicia. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's awesome.